Welcome to Keeping It Israel, brought to you by First Century Foundations. This weekly podcast explores how your Christian faith connects to Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's your host, Executive Director of First Century Foundations, Jeff Feuders. Well, welcome to the podcast today. My name is Jeff. I'll be your host. And uh, my guest today is Avi Mizraki from Tel Aviv, Israel. And Avi is the founder of the Dugit Outreach Ministry there in Tel Aviv and a wonderful congregation, Adunai Roy. And uh, I just appreciate always talking to Avi. He has such a great heart for people and uh, a wonderful, wonderful passion for the gospel. And so, uh, Avi, I want to uh, welcome you today. It's great to have you back on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. It's my honor. So Avi, what we want to do today is is talk a little bit about what's happening in Israel right now. And uh, I think that it's important for our listeners to get uh, another perspective other than what they're seeing in the media, what they're reading on on social media and some of those kinds of things. And so um, at the just kind of give us a sense of um, what you are experiencing from day to day in Tel Aviv right now. Well, even now as we are, you're interviewing me, um, I am always with my TV on, with alert and also my phone, so that in case there is a rocket uh, shots from Gaza towards Tel Aviv, then we have the app in our our smartphones that the sirens goes off and I have one minute, minute and a half to run to my bomb shelter. I have a bomb shelter here in my house. So every home has a bomb shelter. Mm-hmm. And, and we've had this for the last uh, eight, nine days. Um, thank God last night was the first night that they didn't shoot any rockets towards Tel Aviv. So I was able to sleep at night without waking up two, two or three o'clock in the morning with a siren on and running to the bomb shelter. So this is uh, the life that we've had for the last uh, eight, nine days. Um, and uh, let me just explain that uh, according to the statistics, we've had almost 4,000 rockets shot from Gaza into Israel. And of course, mostly fell around the south of Israel. When I mean the south, I'm talking many cities like Ashkelon, Ashdod, Beersheba, Shderot, Ofakim, uh, and many kibbutzim around the Gaza Strip. So, um, but they have also those long range rockets and every once in a while they shoot those rockets towards Tel Aviv. And it's not just Tel Aviv, it's the whole, we call it Gush Dan. It's the Sharon Valley. You have Petah Tikva, Ranana, Kfasaba, Herzliya, Ramat Gan, all these cities around Tel Aviv where, you know, more than a million people live there. So it's, uh, so it's, um, it's not uh, easy, especially if you have little children and if you have in the middle of the night, you have a siren, you have to collect your children and run with them to the bomb shelter. And, and we have had people killed. Uh, 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 but today I think we have about 12 people killed and many wounded. Um, uh, you know, we thank God we could have had much more, but thank God we have the, you know, the sirens. So we're able to run to the bomb shelters and also we thank God the Lord is uh, miracles every day. Honestly, every day we hear on the news 
of miracles that happened. That if I stayed here for another minute, I would have been dead. It fell on my bedroom. You know, think, things like that. Every day, miracles are happening, and we have Iron Dome, of course, that is hitting ninety percent of those rockets. Uh, so it's uh, it's not it's sort of very stressful. It hasn't been easy. Um, but uh, we keep uh, our trust in the Lord, we keep praying, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, the, the Lord is good. That's all, that's all I can say. <laughs> that's uh, true. The Lord is good, and we are so grateful for your safety and for the safety of so many of our friends uh, there in the land, and we continue to pray that uh, that will be the case. Now, uh, the world is, is hearing a little bit of a slanted side of, of this conflict. I want you to uh, sort of in your words and, and from your perspective, just talk a little bit about how this recent salvo got started and, um, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the feeling kind of on the ground there with regard to, to um, how this all occurred? It's good maybe to give some background. Uh, it was the end of Ramadan and uh, the Muslims from all over the country, you know, we have about 2 million Arabs, Israeli, Israeli Arabs that are, they have Israeli citizenship, passport, Israeli Arabs, most of them are Muslims. I would say about 150 or so thousand, they are Christian, nominal Christian, historical, historical churches. Well, the, most of them, they um, are not fanatic, but within them, there's small groups of fanatic jihadists, I call them. And they, they, they came to uh, the Temple Mount to pray. That's fine, no problem with that. Now, we are also celebrating Shavuot, the Pentecost. So you have the Jewish people praying at the wedding wall. And on top of it, you have the Temple Mount where thousands of Muslims are praying for Ramadan. Well, after the, the prayers, there was, uh, again, those uh, jihadists, I call them, these Muslim fanatics who start calling, killing the Jews, killing the Jews, and will Jerusalem is ours, it's not, uh, you know, and, and really start becoming violent, and they start taking rocks from the Temple Mount, throwing towards the Jews who were praying the wedding wall. So they had to evacuate the Jewish people praying in the, the, the Temple Mount. And that's why the police had to go in the Temple Mount and stop the violence. And then they start calling for jihad. They're saying the Israeli army, the, sorry, the Israeli police is taking over the mosque and we have to fight them because blah, 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 blah. And it just shows you how the violence, this small event rolled and became bigger and bigger like a big monster. And that's where uh, Hamas said that's an opportunity for us. And they start shooting rockets first to Jer- towards Jerusalem. The f- one of the first rockets was towards Jerusalem and then towards uh, 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 cities around Gaza, like, you know, Shiderot, Ashkelon, Ashdod, Beersheba. And then the Israeli Air Force went there and bombed all these terrorists and their launchers. Well, they didn't stop because they have, they estimate more than 10,000 rockets, the Hamas. So they said, and also the Islamic Jihad. We have two groups in Gaza. We have the Hamas and Islamic Jihad that are terrorist groups that want one thing. They want to eliminate Israel and they want to kill all the Jews and take over Palestine because as far as they're concerned, they never accept the existence of the state of Israel. So 
they start continuing shooting at us and we had to go uh, with the Air Force. But again, let me clarify. We are praying for the salvation of the 2 million Palestinians who live there in, in, in Gaza. To me, I feel like they're hostages. It's like they've been kept like in jail under the control of these thousands of Hamas and jihadist, Islamic jihadist, Islamic Brotherhood uh, uh, as captives because those terrorists, they don't care. They, they shoot, they have their launchers from, they do it from schools and kindergarten. And they know when Israel Air Force will come and try to bomb them, they will kill few people and they don't care. For them it's good propaganda. What is another 10 babies killed? No, it's good for jihad. They are, they are holy martyrs. That's good. I mean, this is a sick mind. Or, or many of the leaders of the Hamas, they, they live around the, or near the hospitals because they know we're not going to bomb a hospital and kill innocent people and wounded people. So they are, it's like they're hiding behind the skirts of the women and the children because they know Israel would not shoot them, which is evil, it's sick. So, so uh, things have escalated. And as I said, every day we've had almost 4,000 rockets shot at us and they're talking about ceasefire and um, Israel saying, okay, we'll do ceasefire, but we want you Hamas not only stop shooting rockets, we want you to all those rockets you have to destroy them and, and stop this. Because we've had this in the South for the last 20 years, like the rot. They have been receiving not 4,000, they've been thousands and thousands in the last 20 years. And, and, and it's hard to make a life under this kind of threat. Uh, so, so all I'm saying is that um, it's not a simple solution. And, and of course we know there's casualties as well in Gaza and most of them don't have bomb shelters. Uh, but again, um, the Israel Air Force and the army is very accurate pinpointing, uh, shooting at, at the terrorist, not at innocent people. And where they shoot rockets just to hit innocent people, civilians, anywhere in the country. So it's. It's very, we cannot compare this because this is not, this is crazy. Um, so um, you may say, uh, so what's, what's the solution? Well, of course we can have peace talks, but we know the solution, the, the, the root of the problem is a religious issue. It's a mm. spiritual issue. And um, the bottom line is uh, who is uh, uh, the, the Lord? over the Temple Mount. Who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? It's not Muhammad. And it's not the God of Muhammad. It's the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I do want people to sort of get a sense of, of what you're experiencing. So, so you have somewhere between 60 and 90 seconds when a siren goes off to, to get to safety. Is that, is that about right? Yes, and I'm in Tel Aviv, but, but those who live in the south, they have 20 seconds. <laughs> 20 seconds. So, so tell me, what does this, what does this uh, aggression from, the, from Hamas look like if you don't have the Iron Dome? Well, if we didn't have the Iron Dome, we probably would have had much more casualties mm -hmm. uh, and much more people um, 
uh, killed, wounded, and also houses destroyed. Um, uh, uh, I'll give an example. Um, I don't have the numbers, but one day they had, I think, um, in one hour, about 300 or 400 rockets. I mean, it was constantly nonstop. So the Iron Dome, okay, they can catch 80%, okay, 90%. So you have another 10, 20, 30 <laughs> mm -hmm. falling uh, in, on homes. So we've had casualties. We've had homes destroyed. Yeah. And we had people killed. And, and, then, and then you hear stories. I'm serious. The stories of, of a mother said, we were here just a minute ago. We ran to the bomb shelter and the, and the, and the missile hit the, our living room. And you can see the living room is totally destroyed. And he said the whole house shook, but we were in the bomb shelter. And they came out safely. And, and, and things like that. Or, uh, or, uh, or uh, a synagogue, I think. And they, they said, we had the prayers this morning. And then we left and the synagogue was empty and it fell in the synagogue. <laughs> Nobody was hurt. So things like that all the time. And, and, and that's where, uh, or there was a car driving and the bomb, if the guy thought he's going to hit him, but he continued driving and it fell like a few meters behind him. I mean, it missed him. I mean, if he just drove a little bit slower, it would have been. So wow. things like that happening. We, almost every day we hear things like that. And that's where, you know, um, there's a lot of angels <laughs> working very hard in the land of Israel today. And, uh, and that's where you give, you give God the glory because he that keepeth Israel shall no slumber nor sleep. And that's where you trust God. And of course, we are sad when, um, you know, these injuries and all people dying, uh, Jews or Arabs. Uh, I'll give you another incident. There's been some riots in the land where uh, cities that have both Jewish and Arab population, like in Jaffa, like in Haifa, like in Akko, and uh, or Lod, which is a city next to the airport. And um, the, many of the locals that there, they have, they live with peace for years with, with the Jewish neighbors and the Arab neighbors, they have good relationship. But what has happened is some extremists, and it's, it's a known fact, came from East Jerusalem <laughs> with buses and they start, Muslims start doing riots, throwing stones, break, uh, breaking, uh, the uh, uh, cars of Jewish people or businesses, and the police had to come in, and then they start using co uh, cocktail motor bottles that with fire, and and people were injured. So the police had to really bring more forces to catch those riots. And uh, there was one event, for example, just came out uh, that uh, a guy at night went in Jaffa and threw a cocktail malt bottle to two houses. They thought they were Jews there. One house was a Jewish person, but they ran to the they ran to the bomb shelter. The other one was an Arab family, and the boy uh, Muhammad, I believe his name, he got burned because the bottle fell on him. So the father came out. He was very upset, of course, and he blamed the Jews. The Jews did that. So the police investigated with the cameras and so on. And they and they caught they caught the guy who did it. And guess what? He was a Muslim Arab. He thought it was a Jewish home. So a Muslim Arab almost want to kill another Muslim family in Jaffa and they blame it on the Jews. I mean, this is crazy. So it's, uh, uh, that's why uh, I believe we are being challenged <laughs> as Israelis, Jews and Arabs um, to pray 
love one another and reach out and, and tell our Jewish friends, tell our Arab friends, violence and hate is not the answer. You mentioned the, the violence that's happening in Israeli towns and cities. And I think this element of uh, the conflict this time around has been maybe the most concerning to me. Uh, you know, there's this, this rise of, uh, of anti-Semitism, not just in Israel, but around the world. Uh, we had an incident here in the city of Toronto two days ago where a, a Jewish man was beaten by a group of Palestinian protesters. And um, this is, this is, I'm going to call it what I think it is. This is demonic. This is something that, uh, that is, um, you know, coming from the influence of, of evil, of Satan. And um, we believe that about racism in, in any direction, by the way. I, I don't believe it's only demonic when it's, when it's anti-Semitism, although I, I do believe that, that that is something that's, um, kind of almost on a, you know, another level. I don't want to. I don't want to say that to, to diminish any other racism, but uh, because of what history has shown us, you know, we we have seen this on on a level that is uh, that is just far-reaching. But you know, I also don't agree with with uh, right-wing. Uh, ultra-Orthodox Jewish people or, or secular Jewish people who uh, spew hatred towards Arabs and, and that kind of thing. And, and I know that some I of this, agree with you. Yeah, I know that some of this has gone both ways. You know, I, I, we've heard reports here, certainly, that the, uh, the Temple Mount uh, riots uh, also included groups of radical right-wing Jews who were, who were screaming death to Arabs. This is wrong. This is, this is yes. wrong. It's wrong when it comes when it comes in either direction, and and we believe that about racism wherever it exists uh, in the world, and we know that it's uh, we know that it's a huge problem. But I, yeah. I want to just you know commend the body there for being agents of of peace and and for reaching out to you know your Arab brothers mm -hmm. and sisters and and praying along with them in this. And I I also believe that that uh, it's very special that there are Arab believers, uh, pastors, uh, and groups there who are, are standing with, uh, you know, Israel in this moment, in spite of, you know, their connection to, to, the, uh, to the Palestinians, they, they understand the bigger picture here. And so uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to see. You know, it's, uh, even yesterday, if I may, I, I was sharing about Shavuot. Shavuot is a completion you know, Pentecost is a completion of Passover. We counted from Passover to Shavuot, from Passover to Pentecost, 50 days. And, yeah. uh, uh, and it's a talk about bringing the first fruits, giving the best of what you have to God and basically surrender to the Lord. And uh, so and during this time, what can we do? We can surrender to the Lord and proclaim. We also, we believe that the Torah, the, the, the Ten Commandments was given to us during this time. What is the first commandment? I am the Lord your God, and there is no other God. So all we can do is proclaim his lordship, that he's on the throne, as we surrender totally to him and trusting him, that he will protect us, that he will provide, that he will use us for his glory during this time. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, we, we do believe and pray that a, a ceasefire will come soon. Um, I don't know. I, 
I get the sense, and and you can tell me if I'm I'm reading this wrong, but I get the sense that that uh, Israel has more resolve this time to um, to do something that will have a longer lasting impact than just another yes. ceasefire. Yeah, that's that's where uh, uh, our Prime Minister Netanyahu and also the uh, Minister of Defense and the Chief of Staff they all came out a couple of days ago and they said, "Listen." We didn't ask for it. Uh, we we they have attacked us, and, and they need to know they're gonna they're, they're gonna we're gonna make them accountable for this, and we will destroy all the launchers and the factories and the and the mis- rockets. Uh, uh, they need to know that they're gonna regret this, mm. and we want now to have for many years we want peace, we want quiet. Because seven years ago, we were in war. 50 days, we were in war. Seven years ago, mm-hmm. you know, the, we were in war with Gaza, and we went in. And now we are back. And it's even worse. They have more rockets. Where do they get all these rockets? And all these, and the tunnels that they have, we call it the metro. <laughs> they have the tunnels yeah. there under the whole, they have a whole city under the, 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 under the pe- people, you know. It's where the, only the Hamas terrorists go there. The people don't go there. They don't care for their people. So, so, so we realize that we have to hit them hard and hit those tunnels and hit those rockets and those factories and those launchers. And we have killed a lot of their leaders. A lot of their leaders were killed. So they're mad because we hit them very hard. And, 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 the, and everybody, the people, they were interviewing different people. They said, yes, we support the government. We want to get them once and for all. And we, we want peace. We want quiet. We, enough is enough. People are fed up. So yeah. the government is having a total support of the people. Um, but eventually, hopefully, it will, they will come to a ceasefire because uh, President Biden is putting pressure and others are putting pressure. <laughs> They've been calling Bibi Netanyahu. So eventually, in the next few days, we'll have ceasefire. And, uh, and we want ceasefire. We, we don't want yeah. war. But the, they are hitting them hard. Uh, we have to. They have to know that... Uh, Jihad and violence is not the answer. Yeah, these world leaders are they are they calling the the head of Hamas? Are they calling the head of, you know, the the Palestinian groups to put pressure on them to stop? I, no, are they, are they afraid of them? They, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get why. Well, the the only one that is helping to negotiate is uh, the president of Egypt, Sisi, the guy Sisi. He's trying to t- talk to Hamas, but I don't think they even respond to him. He's trying to talk to them to cease fire. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and they, of course, they put all kinds of conditions that are crazy, like, uh, you know, we want Jerusalem, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and all kinds of things that nobody's going to accept that. So it's like they say they want, they want ceasefire, but they don't. So hopefully they will come to some agreement in the next few days and there will be ceasefire but uh, uh, but meanwhile we have you know rockets falling and we have people killed and and I know there is also innocent Palestinians to get killed but again we're going after the terrorists we have killed 100 uh, they said uh, this morning 160 160 terrorists and many of them are leaders that we got so we hit them hard mm-hmm. um so uh, hopefully it will give us a few years of quiet and peace, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it's, 
it's so complicated and and yet simple at the same time i i think you know i i feel for i feel for palestinians who are trapped in gaza and in the in the in the west bank as well you know who because of the terrorism that has has come out of those places you know controlling them yeah yeah it's it's really 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 bad well avi it's uh, been great to share with you and catch up and to have you on uh, the podcast today uh, thanks. Thanks for your partnership, for your friendship. Uh, you know, we love you guys. I really do hope and pray that this gives uh, folks some perspective on what's happening. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you, Jeff, so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been wonderful to, to see you again. And uh, next time, let's have, let's have shawarma at your favorite spot there in Tel Aviv. I can't remember the name of it, but I remember it was really, really good. <laughs> Well, thank you for tuning into the podcast today. And I do trust that listening to my interview with Avi Mizraki today gave you a, a different perspective, a fresh perspective on the conflict in the Middle East. It is easy for us to judge from afar. It's easy for us to think that we know everything that's happening, but to truly experience the feelings, the emotions that uh, people in Israel are going through each time one of those sirens goes off, it's very, very difficult to imagine what it's like to only have 60 seconds or even 20 seconds in the southern part of Israel to get to a bomb shelter before a missile, a rocket, potentially strikes. Please understand, we know this conflict is complicated. We know that uh, nothing is clear-cut, really, in terms of uh, understanding all of the ins and outs of what is happening. But here's what I feel that we do know. I feel that Israel is acting as morally responsibly as they possibly can under these circumstances, and that the Hamas terrorist group and other terrorist entities there are operating with only one uh, goal in mind, and that is to kill Israelis, that is to defeat Israel. And uh, this is something that they started. They started firing rockets. Israel has responded to defend her people. And so we, we have to find a way to understand uh, that they have the right to defend their citizens. We don't uh, condone, we're not happy about suffering, innocent suffering on either side. However, we, we do believe that uh, Israel is acting responsibly in this situation and really in the only way that they can. What would you do if you were in charge of Canada and someone started firing missiles at us? That's really the question that you have to answer. And so uh, thank you again for being with us and for tuning it into Keeping It Israel today. I hope you did enjoy your time with us. We remind you that First Century Foundations is a ministry that exists to support the land and the people of Israel and to educate Christians around the world about the Jewish roots of our faith. And we're a charity. We rely on your generous donations. And so if you like the podcast, if you like the show, Keeping It Israel, then we would love for you to engage with us in giving. Please consider doing that. You can visit firstcenturyfoundations.com to learn about the many humanitarian projects that we support in Israel and to find out how you can be a part of this critical work that we do. Avi Mizraki and the Dugit Outreach Center are one of those ministries that we are actively involved in helping and supporting. Thank you for your giving. Your generosity is making a huge difference in so many lives in Israel today. Uh, please don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, to subscribe to our channel. 
If you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, uh, also you can uh, subscribe to our podcast there. Leave us a review if you can. Uh, all of these things help us so much. Like us on Facebook, and we'd love for you to stay connected with us. Listen, the land and the people of Israel, they have a special place in God's heart. And I believe a critical role in history. And now, today, especially under these circumstances of conflict in the Middle East, we need to more than ever before understand that as Christians, we stand with Israel. Thank you.